It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Lightshade Dispensary is Colorado's premier dispensary. There's 11 in the Denver metro area. The thing that sets them apart from everyone else, besides the fact of their premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessory, and more, it's the expertise of all of those who work at Lightshade Dispensary. They are going to put you and put the right product in the right place, and that's in your hands. With code DNVR, you're going to get 25% off all non-sale items with code DNVR at Lightshade, location near you, any of them. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, when you use code DNVR at sign up, a simple $5 bet on the Stanley Cup final is going to get you $100 in free bets, win or lose. It's guaranteed. It's a lock. And that's with code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. And Patrick, there were no fish tacos to be had tonight. No, there were not. The fish did get tacos for them. I don't know what kind of promotions they have in Miami where if they score seven runs, maybe you get tickets to the rest of the remaining games for the season. <laughs> Is Maybe that's a way that they're able to kind of pump up their attendance numbers. You get season tickets. Please come to these games. <laughs> I think that works. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, They could well, give away anything at those games and it would still be profitable. <laughs> We'll have to remember this because they did have a very cool giveaway a few years ago, and I saw someone wearing it at the Hall of Fame. I saw it in Cooperstown, had to stop this person, ask them about it, learned a couple other teams have done it. We'll see if we remember. I bet you don't remember, Susie, so we're going to blame this all on you. If we don't remember, what was that giveaway that Miami gave out a few years ago? We'll get to that. Hopefully, we'll talk about this game as we always do. We've got news and notes, and we've got field notes to talk about the city of Miami for any of you that might be down there. Or look, if you're looking to check out Southern Florida on a weekend or a week when the Rockies aren't in town, here's what you could possibly expect. And of course, Susie, we know you've been to all 30 of the ballparks, so you will give us a very good lowdown on that city. But the lowdown on Wednesday afternoon was a 7-4 loss at the hands, or dare I say, fins of the Miami Marlins. <laughs> they dropped to 30 and 39, nine games under 500. And we are starting to approach that critical point in the season in which you have to worry at what point will this season be a wash? They are not there yet, but at nine games under 500, 
it is starting to look like, I don't know if they're going to get it together. We really need to wait and see what happens this weekend when Chris Bryant comes back before we can make that ultimate conclusion. But a decent game all around. I mean, the offense didn't really click as well as it should have a little bit too late. Only six hits. Got a little length from the starting pitching. No errors on the defense. But look, you gave up seven runs. That's kind of the bottom line. Were, were there any silver linings in this game for you, Susie, at all? For for a 7-4 loss, they didn't. They weren't that, that bad, I, I guess. You know <laughs> what? what? I will... I will say there are two silver linings. One of them, no errors. And the second was seeing Elias Diaz hit a three-run homer because, you know, we know he's been struggling a bit. So seeing him able to do that, even though it was not necessarily fruitful in getting the Rockies a win, it was nice to see. Yeah, I think that's a great point. He's been one of those players that when Buddy talks about there's so much more power in this lineup and there's that potential it's really you know Elias Diaz has been one of those guys you look to and say there's a lot more than just the the three home runs he's shown in his bat and he now has a homer in back-to-back nights or rather back-to-back starts uh did it against San Diego did it on Wednesday night he's got hits in I believe his last six starts uh, so it got a nice little hitting streak there overall. And in, just in his last seven games in general, uh, he's got two home runs, I think something like eight RBIs. He's batting over 300. So he's finally starting to put it together. And really, if you go back and look at what he did last year, he had the same issue where it took him a while. It may, I can't remember the exact date, but I want to say it was early June. So he's, he's taken a little bit longer to catch fire, but he is a guy that they are going to, you know, rely upon one through nine in that lineup. Everyone needs to do their job. And unfortunately he hasn't done it this year, but he's starting to catch fire. And it it does give you a little bit of hope that, okay, the Rockies are a little bit closer to, to figuring it out than they were, you know, several weeks ago. Do you think having Brian Servan up and having such a great start to his major league career, do you think that maybe lit a, lit a fire under Elias Diaz a little bit? A little bit? I think so. I think to a degree, you, you certainly can speculate something about that. You know, he's he still has extension, right? So he's he's comfortable. I think that helps. I think sometimes you press a little bit too much. We saw that with Brendan Rodgers in April where it was, you know, he he kept finding ways to press and press and press and come up with over, over, over a couple errors here and there. But for Diaz, you know, who did sign a three-year extension in the off season, the Rockies want him here. He's going to be the guy. If it is a, a combination of, of Servin and Diaz and where you play the hot hand and, and Servin is getting starts three out of five days and it's Diaz getting the starts two out of five days, he's still getting paid. He's still making his money. And you know what? The team is going to need him for when Servin starts to slump and when he gets to that point. Uh, should that happen? Of course, you don't hope that happens, but should that come to fruition? Boom. Diaz steps in. Now he's starting th- three out of every five days. He's got a guaranteed deal there for him. So that's going to help really reduce the pressing, so to speak. He wants to do well, and he's doing those things. He's doing a great job handling the pitching staff still uh, in general. So uh, I think that that's I think that's helped a little bit and kind of reminding him, like, look, this this is still your team. This is still your pitching staff. You're still the veteran guy. Servant is looking to you, you know, for a, for a lot of different guidance and things of that nature. So I think that's a really good point that 
you know, he, he really needed to, to start to step up because he was starting to lose some playing time and he's getting hot at the right time. And you feel a lot better about maybe switching that power dynamic because with a young guy, you go, ah, don't want to overexpose him, you know, and have him starting three out of five days, getting the bulk, but you got, Elias Diaz with the hot hand, you go, oh, I, we've got no problems. I mean, he's done it before. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, we, we paid him what we did. So you feel really good about that. And so him, you know, him, him being hot right at the, at this right time, you just got to hope for a couple other guys kind of pull through with that. Didn't really get a lot more pop from the bats in general, from the offense. Daza had himself a two hit day, I believe. Yeah, this was kind of dull offensively today. (laughs) I feel like there was not too much going on here. Denver, yeah, Denver doldrum, Denver dullards uh, could have been. I mean, Daza was the only one with two hits, Uh, did have a double. We did see uh, the leadoff runner get on base, or rather the leadoff batter on base. Innings one through three. Couldn't do anything with it. Probably the most frustrating part, because it really wasn't until the ninth inning where they had multiple runners on. It was just one guy uh, for several innings, couldn't do anything with it. But the most frustrating part was in that sixth inning, the game had probably been out of hand by that point, but the Rockies started the inning off in a real big way by a real big dude. And you, you like to see that, but they couldn't get it done. No, and it was so, so frustrating, but... Um, you know, you mentioned the leadoff runner in first, second, and third. And then in the sixth, we had a triple from Brendan Rogers. No one pulled through on that. So then, of course, you know, feel like a broken record here. This happens all the time. Yeah, that was disappointing. McMahon did have a hit out of the, out of the fifth spot in the lineup. Otherwise, you did have a one for 10 day from your third, fourth, and fifth hitter. McMahon, uh, Charlie Blackman did have an RBI at, at one point, but. Runner on third base, I mean, you just need to fly a ball. And you had Crone and Blackman uh, in the reverse order, Blackman and Crone striking out there with, with Rogers on third. And so that is just one of those things that kind of underline uh, the issue there offensively. The one other thing worth pointing out on the offensive side, uh, Randall Gritchick did get hit by pitch on the hand. He exited the game in the ninth. We'll kind of wait and see what happens on Thursday, you know, x-rays, whatever it is. Pretty precautionary because the game was seven to one at that point. So uh, that's that. Sean Bouchard got another walk, a pinch hit walk. What's save that? But save that baseball pinch hit walk. Now it's the first of his career. Got you like kind of like that. I like that too. Yeah, clutch Walker over here. <laughs> very very clutch, very clutch. We'll probably see him get the start on Thursday, probably along with Connor Joe, who's held out of the lineup. Elias Montero, you got to imagine he'll he'll be starting as well. You know, we haven't seen him much in this series either. So offensively, it was frustrating in that capacity, but also a little frustrating. Chad Cool, who hasn't really had his best stuff since I want to say maybe the middle of of May. So we're we're going on about a month. You know, he had a 1.82 ERA through I want to say his first five starts, and now that's nearly doubled. He's just under four with his ERA got a little bit of length out of him, especially when you consider he did give up four runs in bulk. So you, you got to like that. You're at least able to get five innings out of him on Wednesday night. 
Yeah, it was such a shame because his first couple of innings were so solid, and then it just all kind of came apart. But in total, we got five innings pitched out of him, six hits, four runs. All of those were earned, all those in that third inning. Uh, two walks, three strikeouts, and a home run. So not the best stuff from Chad Cool. And I got a little um, – we or I saw a little shade on Twitter because we had tweeted he was having a cool inning or having a cool day. That's and right. then all of a sudden, it was not so cool. We got to talk to whoever's whoever ran the account for that one. We've we've got a yeah. lot of chefs in the Who kitchen. <laughs> we have a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Someone added far too much oregano on that one. <laughs> but sometimes uh, that that'll happen. The one stat which is kind of interesting, and again, we know that the wins and losses for pitchers is is not a terribly important thing, but I was stunned to to look in the game notes because I think this is just one of those interesting things that gets overlooked. Doesn't necessarily mean anything very coincidental. I don't think uh, the Rockies are going out to not score runs when Chad cool is on the mound, but in his last four starts, they've only scored two runs and in his last nine, they've only scored eight. That's, that's absurd. Yeah. You know, the Rockies aren't setting out to not score runs, but like, I mean, I don't know. What point do you start taking it personally, Chad Cool? I do always appreciate his wife is so funny on Twitter and will tweet out like, hey, can I get some run support for my husband, please? So she's always so supportive and so funny. Um, I didn't see one of those tweets today. So maybe if she asked for it, it would have happened. Perhaps. Yeah, we, we know that's that, how it uh, works. <laughs> one of the, the larger spokesmen for liquid death in the Rockies clubhouse. Yes. That cool had the hydrate or die shirt on. At this point, he may need a run support or die shirt at this point. Because he's <laughs> I'll not offer getting him a support. sticker to put it over the shirt. Run support or die. Please. Yeah, some sometimes you gotta do that. We did see Austin Gomber out of the bullpen. That was uh, his since, first, his yeah. first bullpen appearance since 2020. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess so, right? Because, you know, he, he was kind of back and forth between the rotation and bullpen in St. Louis, and then he's only been a starter with Colorado. And I think he will be going forward. Like, his, you know, his future with the team, talked about this with, with Drew Goodman, like the, the team views him as a starter. Just right now, you got to go with the hot hand with Ryan Feltner. Wasn't that hot on Tuesday night, unfortunately, but he looked good there for a minute. Uh, and then he gave up back-to-back home runs. Back-to-back nights, the Marlins had back-to-back home runs. I, I thought there was an opportunity for some kind of pun there with the belly-to-belly. But we, we know that's already a thing, right? John Sterling does that for the Yankees. Scales-to-scales, maybe? <laughs> fins to fins. I, there you go. Fins that's it. to fins. Perfect. I liked scales-to-scales, too. We can never get enough fishy jokes in here. Robert Stevenson got one out to end the seventh. Lucas Gilbreth. Did his thing there in the eighth inning. Gave up two hits, but he escaped the jam uh, in a in a scoreless eighth. So uh, decent job by the bullpen. Again, you go back and look, and all right, if Gomber doesn't give up those homers, it's four four. But you know you can't can't necessarily write it up like that in general. So uh, just is what it is on that front in general. But as you started off by saying, the defense was really good. No errors. And you also had in the eighth inning, the last we saw of the defense, went out on a real high note. You had an outfield put out by Randall Gritchick, who threw out a uh, a pinch running Luke Williams, who came into pinch run and then immediately got thrown out at, at third base. So nice play by Gritchick before he exited the game with an injury. 
glad he got that good one in, especially to make up for his error the day before. But yeah, Luke Williams, Philly guy. Boom. He was out. Boom. Boom. He was out well for said, Suze. Well said. I, I do words for a living. And Brendan Rodgers, he, he made a nice play. So the final two yes. out there, the eighth, made a nice catch. And you are always going to make a nice catch. Well, we don't have we don't serve fish at the DNVR bar. But if we <laughs> did, it would be a nice catch. We are only open right now for the Stanley Cup final, however long it may go. Seven, eight, nine games. Look, I, I know seven is, is the max. And uh, we really hope it doesn't go that way, despite how it might be looking at points here in the series. But three hours before puck drop, the doors will be opened up. Member or otherwise, you can come in, hang out at Baby Ball. It has that kind of environment like you are there at the game. You just can't miss up an opportunity to hang out at one of those watch parties. Before we shut down for a little while, hopefully it's not too long, a couple weeks. We're not sure, but the changes are going to be very exciting. We cannot wait to unveil that. So step in during one of these watch parties and say you were there before we blew up even bigger and the bar got even crazier because that's what's going down. Again, you can get a member-sized beer. If you're a member, now only 50 cents for your first month. Extra raffle tickets uh, at all of those watch parties so you could win some more free gear. And, of course, access to that members-only Discord where you can talk to other members like yourself up and down the Rocky Mountain region, even those who've moved away from Denver and want to still keep tabs. So it's a great spot to make friends, lifelong friends, in the Discord or in person at the DNVR bar. And if you can't come down in person, we've got the solution. It's Ivaca TV. They're advertising for us because, yeah, we actually have a channel. There's a DNVR channel on Ivaca TV. Now, what you probably want a little bit more than just that. Though, hey, we're, we're doing our thing. We're doing a really good job, as we know. But look, if you're talking about the games, the games that really matter, rather than just the talk about it after the fact, you're going to get not only the Colorado Rapids, who are on fire, right now in the MLS, but you're going to get the Nuggets and Avalanche for the first time in what feels like a decade. Yes, it's got altitude sports, so you'll be able to watch all those games and get a breakdown of everything going on with the NBA draft, which is coming up. we got an awesome draft show on Thursday evening. You also get the Colorado Rockies with AT&T Sportsnet, so head on over to evoca.tv slash DNVR. It's $25 per month plus the cost of the receiver. Until you use code DNVR. Yeah, there's a code on top of the website that makes it only $15 per month for your first three month, months. But that is only when you go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. And there's at least one more home game. You may have some time to nominate a community superstar. Head on over to brickbrew.com to send them to an ABS Stanley Cup final game. If they've got one already picked for Game 5, there's still a chance Game 7 could go down for better or worse. But when you do that, Breckenridge Brew is going to go ahead and give Avs tickets as well as some swag and the drink of the season. Of course, that's the Avalanche Ale to one of those community stars. They're already donating all throughout the playoffs to the Community Fund Boulder County to benefit Marshall Fire victims. And you can help out with that when you go to breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Avs playoff game. And as I've been saying this whole time, the best part, hold it over their head 
for the rest of their life. The only reason you should do something nice to some nice for someone is if you get something out of it, right, Patrick? Thank you. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> no, it's not the only thing, but No, no. As you point out, maybe I'll give you the other ticket. The they'll give you the other ticket. So that I did say that. Different. I'm like, yeah, maybe bring you. One who nominated them, maybe they'll bring you along. It's only yeah. fair. You know, this offseason, we did have an article on the DNVR.com looking at the Marlins rotation because there was a lot of scuttlebutt, and that's the industry jargon, of course, not not to get too jargony here, but a lot of scuttlebutt about the Marlins rotation and who could possibly get traded from that. You had Sandy Alcantara, who's been phenomenal this year. Pablo Lopez, who we saw on Wednesday night who looked fantastic through seven innings pitch, only gave up the four hits. One run was not earned. Six strikeouts to go along with the three walks to lower his ERA to 2.61. And then Eliezer Hernandez. And in this article, kind of highlight who would be the easiest guy to go after, who would make the most impact and based on who was traded, who would fit into the rotation. And bottom line, it boiled down to Pablo Lopez. So go back. Check out that article. He's looked really solid against the Rockies here in his two starts. Avisel Garcia has looked really fantastic since the beginning of June, and he's been a little bit dominant against the Rockies. He had two more hits today. And overall, I kind of didn't realize this because you'll remember that that whole doubleheader, that whole series against the Marlins where Monday got rained out, then they had a doubleheader on Wednesday. You had Atlanta in town. Miami was there. I think a couple of players on the Cincinnati Reds had an off day and they were there hanging out at the bars. I'm not sure if I'm crossing the, the timelines <laughs> here and all of those details. Again, you might need to be in the members only discord to get these references, <laughs> but bottom line, that was a wacky one. Marlon scored 27 runs in that series. We know they had, they had 13 uh, in the one game of the doubleheader. Well, they scored nine runs on Tuesday Seven runs on Wednesday night. They are scoring in bunches against the Colorado Rockies right now. Listen, the Rockies are just bringing Coors Field with them wherever they go. Yeah, the the actually the the statistic that I don't know if it was placed in the notes or rather it was not placed in the notes because it looked so bad. But bottom line is the last time the Marlins scored that many runs was when uh, in a three-game series was in 2017 when they uh, played 30 runs in a three-game series at Texas, which can also be a bit of a bandbox, or at least their previous stadium was a lot more so. So Marlins enjoy seeing the Rockies, those two 1993 expansion teams. I, actually, here's, here's a quick little trivia question for you, Susie. Okay. Do the Marlins uniform contain the color teal? Yes or no? Oh. I feel like I want to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Oh, you, your thought process was right there. The obvious answer that I wanted you to say was yes, right? But, but it it's couldn't no, there's no be. deal. It's no, no, it used to be the official color now that they use the blue is called Miami Blue. So take that for what it's worth. I, I found that interesting. Again, one of those things when you're writing an article and you're piecing it together, you got to be a little bit, a little bit more exact. And I go, ah, are they still teal? I don't think they are. Let me check. Oh, okay. Sorry. 
it's Miami guess, blue. I guess there's no teal in there. All right. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't hmm. think they do throwbacks exactly. I don't think they are, are tapping into their history in that, in that way. They might be. They might have a special day where they have the teals. The I blue that's in their keeping... city connect. What was that? I was, I was going to say that the blue that's in their city connect is almost a similar like Miami blue type color as well. Their city connects are pretty fun. They're pretty wild. They're very Miami. They didn't make my top three, but I feel like they were just right on the outside. Like they're they're up there though. They're still really good because they they make a statement, like you said, it's evocative, evocative.tv slash DMVR of <laughs> the city of Miami. So like in the area with with the uh, Havana Sugar King. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And to go back to what we started off, the giveaway that the Marlins had. Yeah. I okay. Say, I want to say it was like 2014, maybe it was 2015. They gave away. Miami Marlins inspired soccer jerseys. They were so cool looking. Yes, this was, I think, even before Inter huh. Milan was a team in MLS. And so I think if Pepsi was a sponsor, but it was basically like, hey, if, if the Marlins were a soccer team, that's like what the jersey looked like. And then I went and I researched and found out that I think the White Sox had something like that where they did one. I think they've done a couple. The Diamondbacks, I think, did a couple. And I don't know if, if any other teams. Uh, have ever done something like that on a giveaway, but I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. I I did not know about this. I don't remember this giveaway at all. This was not on my radar back in 2015 or circa 2015. But that sounds really cool. I love love a giveaway jersey. Those are the most clutch giveaways. Yeah, that's always good. That's always good. I think some teams have even tried to get the right sizes too, where they won't just have the double XL, like one size fits mm -hmm. all. Yes, but not all sizes will be worn. It's like, oh, that fits me, but I'm not wearing this thing because it it just looks like I'm, I don't know, a six-year-old child going to bed in my mom's t-shirt. Like it's, it's Which, just not I mean, that's look. definitely my look for sure. Like I will vibe with it, but I could see how maybe a lot of people would not. Uh, the only Jersey giveaway I caught last summer when I was doing all the ballparks um, after the field of dreams game, I was at that following game against the white Sox and the Yankees in Chicago, but they gave away those like vintage white Sox jerseys. Really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I it was really that. cool. It was such a, and it's in my closet over here, but along with all the others that I acquired <laughs> over my travels, did, did they come in, Different sizes, or, or was it? Again, I don't like think so. Mine's wall. just huge, but like I wanted to rock the oversized jersey look, so I had no complaints on it. But there were definitely a lot of little kids walking around with jerseys that were like <laughs> as big as them. It was cute. That's cool. I, I, I'm down with that. One thing that was cute on Tuesday night was Chris Bryant's appearance. I mean, anything he oh. does is cute. No, well, that's a good segue. Uh, that was a great his... segue, Patrick. No, it was not. Don't encourage the kid. All right. Uh, don't <laughs> encourage the boy. I'm sorry. That's I, I heard that a lot uh, until I was about 12 years old. And I never knew what it meant until right now. Don't encourage the I... boy. Chris Bryant went <laughs> 0 for 3 with a strikeout, played in left field for the first five innings there in Albuquerque. They lost, but his first live game action since May 22nd. So if he's going to be playing this weekend, that means, yeah, full month, right? Full, May 22nd was the last time we saw him on the field. Uh, yeah. That was, of course, 
against the Mets, I, I want to say. It, it's been a month. So, yeah, it's it'll be nice to see It's been a month, so it could have been Minnesota. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy that it's been so long since he's played a game. Have we actually done the numbers? Has he been out more games this season than he played? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's by, okay. I think it's like... <laughs> 45. I think at this point it's mm-hmm. 45, 46 games that he's been out. I think he's only played 17. Um, and so that I don't think that that's uh, it doesn't equal the 69 games that they've played so far this year. But um, it was because he was active and he just didn't play. So uh, we, this we, we is don't the 69th this. game this this year. <sighs> I guess it is. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, you got to put a some kind of nice pun into the description for the brand. Do it for the brand, Patrick. That's your brand. It's not the DNVR brand. I feel like it's kind of the DNVR brand. <laughs> I feel like it's not not the DNVR brand. Well, one guy who is inextricably linked to the DNVR brand is also Ashton Godot. <laughs> we, we do talk a lot about our, our guy, Ashton Godot. We do on- talk talk so much about ashton godot we talk a lot um, about everybody i'd be curious to do. go back and like have a survey of like okay who do we not talk as much about garrett hampson he gets referenced we talk about him a decent amount yeah we have to go up and down the roster to really but listen not not everyone can be a double unique this is true look there That's... is something i learned as a teacher that i again also wish i learned when i was a kid what's fair isn't always equal so we're not gonna we're not gonna spend time on everybody equally, but we are gonna do it fairly. And Godot had a fair start, at least when you compare it to the rest of his uh, month since he's been sent down at AAA. Fording's pitched to give up four earned runs, but one of his better starts as he continues to stretch out to be a starter and provide the Rockies with more de- uh, depth. So hey, he's providing a service to the Rockies right now because. They've got the six guys on the major league roster with Gomber now in the bullpen, but Rollison's done for the year. Lambert has been shut down, and you don't really have too many other options unless you dip into the guys down in double-A who may not be ready, right, Feltner? We saw him late last year in September, so you just need some length. Ty Block is not going to be one of those guys. Uh, He's set to pitch on Wednesday night for the Isotopes, and Bud Block said, point blank, Ashton can do uh, (laughs) – he said (laughs) – uh, he did a much better job eloquently uh, than, than I did. But no, he said point blank, Ty Block is still the team's long reliever. So despite a potential need for more starters, it, it's not going to be Ty Block. So Godot, they need him as a starter just in case, which means to say we might not see him again at the major league level if the Rockies don't need a starting pitcher. But if they do, it'll actually be very valuable that he went down there and he did that. And look, if you're talking about value, you got to use code DNVR when you go to foco.com. Susie, this is your first time learning about Foco. I've I've actually seen them. I've been on the site a couple times because it seems like they popped up out of nowhere a year, year and a half ago with these really premium looking bobbleheads and like a really great collection. Like I, I was really impressed. And I, and I thought, okay, I got to keep my eye on this company because they're doing some big things. Right now, they're actually throwing it back to 96 with a brand new Joe Sackick Stanley Cup celebration bobblehead that you can find on foco.com. And if the Avs lift the cup this year, you know the celebration is going to continue. And make sure you are alongside Foco 
with their exclusive championship collectibles and merch. So they've got all the Denver sports teams. They've even got some new Rocky City Connect bobbleheads. Very much worth checking out. Again, foco.com and use promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. And Susie, as an employee, you can use code DNVR and you would get 10% off. So it's the same for everybody. See, it's fair. <laughs> it is fair. It's fair. And, and in this case, and also it's equal. equal. It is. It is. But you can get some freebies out there at, at, at Athletic Greens because they're hooking you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Look, Athletic Greens, AG1, they are how I start my day no matter what. Even when I'm out on the road, I have a little travel bottle that I take with me. I take the travel packs. It really makes it easy for me to stay consistent with this micro habit that gives me clarity first thing in the morning. And it gives me literally 75 high quality vitamins, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, minerals, adaptogens with one scoop. That's it. I shake it a couple times and boom, I'm good to go. It's sweet, so it's nice and savory. I really enjoy it, and like I said, it, it's how I start my day all the time. You can do the same. Go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. That's the first three letters of Rockies, and you take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Patrick, I'm a little offended that you think I've never heard of Coco before. Oh, you have? Of course, they follow me on Instagram. We're mutuals. Let's go. Right. Yeah. No, we're, we're buds on social media. Yeah, I need to go back and look and, and check out some of their different ones. I, I will, yeah. I'm, I'll admit, I am guilty of coveting other teams' bobbleheads just to see what the other options are to go, oh, that's just, just a good vibe, whatever it may be. I'm not buying those. I'm going to buy the Rockies ones. I'm going to use code dnvr so yeah foco i mean it's it, that's one of those brands where if they start making gear and other things you know it's going to be fire and, and i'm going to be all in for that because I, I love what they're doing oh yeah no they've got some great stuff for sure they get it they get it all right let's let's wrap up a little of, of the minor league talk because ryan valade yeah. ryan valade's starting to heat up he's a guy we haven't seen since late last season and you know, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. I don't know if the Rockies are going to be offloading a bunch of players, but they need some extra pop. And although he was quiet for the first two months of the season with zero home runs, Ryan Valade's making a lot of noise right now. Yeah, so he also went two for five with, oh, just a casual grand slam. <laughs> so that that's great news for Ryan Valade. That, that needs to be a, a trademarked phrase a casual grand slam a casual grand slam yeah he, he did not pimp it he was he was very professional about it look he's had multi-hit games in five of his last six contests 12 for 25 damn near batting 500 in the last week or so so he's been doing great and for talking about power gotta talk about michael tolia he hit his 12th homer of the season tuesday night his eighth most in the Eastern League, as the Yard Goats, they're they're trying to win, they're trying to win their division in the Eastern League, and you know uh, some other teams are not, they're not being fair. I'll we'll say that. That's the word. Yeah. Of the, that's the word of the pod. Fairness. 
Yes, okay, so this is straight up not fair, at least I think so, but the team that's in their way for winning that first half, the Somerset Patriots, the Yankees affiliate, but Araldis Chapman is scheduled to make a rehab start at some point this weekend against the Yard Goats as they are days away from trying to clinch that playoff bid. Man, just just waiting. Like, I is it going to be in a big spot? Or I mean, he's got stuff that he needs to work on. But theoretically, just knowing he's out there, just just looming in the bullpen in Somerset, is. Mm. I mean, to be fair, the the Yankees AAA affiliate, the Rail Riders, they're in Toledo right now. So and that's that's one of the reasons why they they switched over to Somerset, New Jersey because it's it's really close. But still, I mean, they're bringing in ringers here. They're bringing in ringers. Not cool. I do love when major league rehab assignments go to Double A. It's always so exciting because it you, again you see them more at the Triple A level. So anytime it's at the Double A level, it's like okay, let's go. We got some stars up in here. That's cool. I like when that happens. I think Max Scherzer was pitching for the Rumble Ponies. On Wednesday night. So yeah, there's a, there's another one. There's another double A. Hey, if the Rumble Ponies are good enough for Tim Tebow, they're good enough Max Scherzer. The legend, Tim Tebow. That's it. <laughs> All right, if we're talking about legendary places to go and just cool places in general, let's get some field notes. Cue the graphic on the audio-only podcast. Oh, there <laughs> it is. So whatever you're imagining, yep, that's exactly what our graphic looks like for field notes because look we we kind of want to do this this is a fun thing to think about uh i i know i've i've talked with Drew Goodman about this a little bit whenever they're on the road you know what are some of the fun things to do in that city places to go places to run and you know Susie you've been to Miami i haven't so uh there are places that i would have on my list that i would want to go to if if i were in Miami but for you actually having done it uh, i think it comes uh, comes a lot better coming out of your mouth yeah, I've, I feel like I've spent a lot of time in Miami over the past couple of years, um, especially when I was down on my road trip. But I stayed in three different places. Um, I was a little outside of Miami. I stayed in Delray Beach, which is beautiful, by the way, but like an hour outside of Miami, but still worth a visit. Um, I stayed in Coconut Grove, which is a beautiful neighborhood in Miami, had some Sounds very cool. had some great brunches. Um, and I also, right before the pandemic, I was there for my sister's bachelorette party. So like I've done all the South Beach stuff too. There is so much going on in Miami. It's insane. It's such a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. What was your take on the stadium of, of Marlins Park to be exact? Because it's not that old and yet... <sighs> You know, we're 10 years in and it's like, well, it's not in the best neighborhood. What what do you mean? Like it it should have been put in the proper neighborhood. Also, come on, Miami. Look, you're not supporting your team. I don't think it really matters where that stadium is located. Maybe, maybe in the perfect, perfect, perfect location, you know, you, you get more foot traffic. I don't know what, but they should have gotten it right the last time. But, but yeah, as, as far as the stadium goes itself, what's the vibe going down there at? Oh, I said Marlins Park. Excuse me. Ian Depot Park. Go <laughs> you go back All right. Yesterday's pod to get that reference. All it's right. a Depot reference Park. from yesterday. You have to listen every day. Um, so the location is just terrible it's terrible oh. it's not near anything yet there is so much traffic getting there oh. there's just, i know and so it's just like the worst of both worlds um there's nothing going on around there there's like a couple of gas stations there's a wendy's 
Walgreens. Um, I'm seeing. I'm. I'm on. I'm. I am. You're. Oh, you're looking. Google Maps. Google Maps is a is a page that I use a lot, like a lot, a lot. I didn't so, know you okay. were a map guy. I'm a map guy. Big, big map girl. That's I am. I am a very big map girl. You're a big map. I mean, guy. you know Good this things. because I came in second place in my fourth grade geography B. So of course, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, the location is so weird. I think the ballpark is a ballpark. I, I wish I was there for a day. They had the roof open because I love all that natural air. They were talking about this on the KOA radio broadcast. The echo in there makes it so hard to hear any announcement that is going on. So anytime they announce someone coming up, they're playing walk-up songs. It's just everything is an echo. So the acoustics in there are actually... I think the worst part. Yeah, that again, you it's a it's a new stadium. You've got to be able to figure that out. Maybe that becomes part of the next renovation, you know. I'm not sure what at what time period you have to now like reinvest to kind of update some things at Coors Field, you know, they they really started doing it big. I want to say, well, obviously with the rooftop uh, in the 2013-2014 offseason there, uh, just before the start of the 2014 season. But then they renovated the the clubhouse ahead of the 2019 season and uh, did a bunch of work there for that. So, I mean, that's like the, you know, 2025 year mark in general. But, yeah, you, you've got to have a good sound system that's going to help create the vibe really well. And, again, there is media that's there that's talking about your stadium, talking about your ballpark, talking about your team. And if if – if you're not doing for them what you need to be doing, then don't be surprised if the comments are like, well, you know, this organization's not first class, mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah, that's a fair, a very fair assessment. Um, I will say, I mean, even though it was still, actually, the, we're recording this on Wednesday. I was at Lone Depot Park a year ago today on June 22nd, 2021. So I was like going back in my pictures and like just refreshing my memory on the things that I did down there. And I was like, that was a year ago today. So it was still pretty early in my road trip, still pretty early in uh, pandemic protocols. There was still a capacity at or a limited capacity at uh, Lone Depot Park, which is crazy. I was like, oh, I didn't even think Florida had restrictions, but apparently they did. Parlance Park because it's indoors. But mm. a lot of the concession stands were closed, but the ones that were open were really good. Like I got sushi at a, a ballpark. It was, you know, it was awesome. I mean, I'm inside. I'm in like an air conditioned mall, basically, with a baseball game going on. But I had some good sushi at Marlins Park. That's pretty good. Was, yeah. was any of it actually Marlins? Like, I mean, tuna, they're kind of similar, right? I think it was a tuna salmon situation. Okay. I'll send you the pictures because, <laughs> yeah. of course, I have pictures of every single thing I have ever eaten. I think we need a spreadsheet to find out, you know, what what food items are sold at each ballpark. Because I'd I'd be curious. I'd I'd want to sort that column to see all the different stadiums that sell sushi. That, yeah, that's a um, for another day, perhaps. You know, I, I would guess that it's not a lot. But again, when I did this trip, when I it's a shame that I did the road trip when, you know a lot of concession stands were closed because of the pandemic. So people always ask like, Oh, who had the best food? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of food. I've got, I gotta be honest with you. It's the ballpark is in just like a neighborhood. I just, I'm just seeing like houses. Like I, <laughs> you're still mapping. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Why they put this thing here. Is there a lot of, there's gotta be a lot of crooked politicians in Miami. They're like, look, 
we'll build a stadium there. It'll drive up the, the, the market in that neighborhood or whatever. It's not a great spot. And then the next stadium, like they're thinking 40 years down the line, like, you know, people who are very wealthy, that's, that's how they are uh, apt to think, but hmm. uh, that's, that's a bad spot. Now, Miami also has a lot of really good art museums. In fact, they just had, I think it must've been last weekend, Art Basel. And I, I'm, I'm not, I don't do as much art or arting, not a verb. Birding is a, birding is true. I do go birding, actual thing. I don't go arting, uh, but I, I used to be into art a bunch and, and used to get some art magazines and go into New York City and do all that stuff. So Art Basel uh, is, isn't one of the biggest ones uh, in, in the world. So uh, that happens, I'm guessing every June in the middle of that. So that would have been cool to see. Um, some of the museums there. They've got an aquarium. It's called the Miami Seaquarium. No, thank you. That is, I've A, never heard of it. And B, that's such a dumb name that I'm like, this place has to be awful. They're, do, they're doing too much. They're trying too hard. I did not know that Miami had an aquarium. I did not do anything well, related don't. to art or aquariums. Or they don't. They have a seaquarium. That, no, thank they're you. They're trying too hard. Trying Little too Havana. Hard. I want to check out Little Havana. I mean, Little Havana is awesome. That sounds yes. I bet you that's cool. I mean, is that near like South Beach, like the Art Deco yeah. Historic District? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's South Beach. I would be a little. Great. Uh, yeah, South Beach is absolutely amazing. Again, I didn't stay there during the road trip. I stayed there a year before when I was there for my sister's bachelorette party. But South Beach is where it's at. Obviously. You've heard of it, but we, I think was one of the best food experiences I had in my life. I had a couple of really great ones, but the drag brunch at palace was like just the best freaking show I've ever seen. I didn't know you were into cars. That's awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving on. I would be afraid to go to Everglades national park just because you, you know, you're going to get eaten by an alligator. I just. I would I wouldn't do that. But there's really good birding in Florida. Did you know there's wild parrots? Like people who let their pets go, they'll just go and make a flock and they'll just that's it. You just see parrots flying around like in in the wild. That's I did cool. not know. I did not know that. I did know that iguanas when they get too cold, they fall out of trees. So that's like as much as I know about the birds. I remember one of my visits seeing those little those little guys. Yeah. And and also on the birding front pilated woodpeckers they are gigantic woodpeckers like how I big think are Woody, we talking i don't know um, how big a regular woodpecker is pro they could be about a foot and a half like a, a regular woodpecker is uh for I me mean, if we're talking about like a flicker which is in the woodpecker family they are a little bit bigger but if you're talking about like a downy woodpecker i mean I they're like they're like five inches maybe oh, six they're tiny. not that big that's yeah, tiny. they're on the smaller side, but pilated, they are gigantic. I saw one in a, yeah. Anyway. Thank you for tuning in to DNVR underscore birds. DNVR BRD. And well, speaking of not using vowels, though, I will say this. The one place I would like to check out, and it's actually not in Miami, even though the team's called Inter-Miami, the MLS club, uh, Drive Pink Stadium. But the Drive Pink Stadium, they don't use vowels. So literally, when you go and look for Inter-Miami Stadium, it's DRV space PNK, Drive Pink Stadium. Listen. That's it. That's the home away from home. 
we gotta when we when we get another branch in Miami, we gotta partner with them for sure. Well, we're gonna have problems because Miami has a lot has more vowels than consonants. Oh. So I've already pitched that the Miami version for all city media would have to be MMFL, right? Think about hmm. it. That's the only workaround. Yeah, that's, I guess you're that's right. A workaround. All right. I'm on board. I'm on board. I love this expansion that we've planned. That's it. I think that makes sense. Hopefully they put MMFL in a much better neighborhood than they did Marlins Park. <laughs> we'll say that. But there's one more game to go in this series on Thursday. We'll be back, of course, for a post-game show. Kyle Freeland against Braxton Garrett. Two left-handers. Can the Rockies avoid the sweep? It's been nothing but sweeps. We've had a lot of sweeps. Now, when they were in San Francisco and San Diego, didn't have any sweeps. But before that, Atlanta, four-game sweep. And they come back, Cleveland, three-game sweep against the Rockies. Then the Rockies go ahead and sweep the Padres. And now we're in the midst of another sweep. Very strange. Very strange time for the Colorado Rockies, who've got to get it together as we approach the trade deadline. Because at a certain point, I don't think there's any coming back. They could have a historic run like in 2007. Sure, but that team at least was around 500. They are now nine games under 500 right now at this point. So, you know, hate to say it, but Thursday is almost a a must win for the Colorado Rockies. And they got the right guy in the hill. They got Kyle Freeland. So we will be tuning in as always, won't we? We will be for sure. But yeah, let's hope Kyle Freeland brings better mojo than he brought to that Avs game the other night oh yeah we probably shouldn't bring that up i don't know if we want to bring up game four as well (laughs) at the time of recording we'll 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 see how it it ends up uh, playing out there but uh, follow us on twitter at dnvr (laughs) underscore rockies for all of our Avs content and (laughs) final content and yeah there's some rockies content sprinkled in there as well And, and the florida man references Brendan Rodgers is a Florida man. So is Austin Gomber. Two Florida men against Florida men. Yes. Some Florida on Florida crime happening this week. Really is. It really is. That's pretty much going to be every tweet on Thursday. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. You can guarantee you can find me on Twitter at Patrick (laughs) Lyons. And I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. We've got zero momentum because it doesn't matter. Momentum is only good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.